Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. My name is Teresa Kitchens, your host, and I am really excited today. We have on Vera Egli, and she is out of California, kind of central Southern California, but she and I have met through the um, Independent Agents Owners Alliance group and the women's group, and she has really been able to serve our group with some amazing information. And so I'm excited to be able to have her on our podcast today because she has her processes down and she is doing a great job. And I love to be able to bring this to you. So Vera, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. And I'm also super happy that like social actually brought us together because sometimes I'm like, I have a love-hate relationship with social media, but then this is why I love it. Because yes. <laughs> I feel like I know you so well, but really we've never met in person. So it's great. Isn't that funny though? You really yeah. do feel like you know people yeah. and it's a lot of fun. And then when you do meet them in person, you're like, oh my gosh, because you feel like totally. you know them. And yeah. it's just amazing. In fact, um, I tell this story, um, I think she has told her husband now, but uh, a friend of mine, uh, Joan uh, up in Oklahoma, I won't go, I won't tell her actual name, but anyway, Joan, <laughs> I've mentioned it a couple of times, but um, I was asking questions to her one day and she was so funny because she said, just come on up to, because I'm in Dallas. So she's like, come on up three hours. Let's just talk. Let you come into my office. I'm going to show you everything I'm doing. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. So I drove up there and she's like, just stay that out of my house. It's not a big deal. So I get to her house, crack me up. She goes, shh, don't tell my husband that we met on the internet and we've never met in person. And I'm having <laughs> you like sleep in my home tonight. And I was like, oh my gosh, I never, I guess I feel like we all know each other to such a degree. I never even thought of the fact that that would be weird for people, you know, kind of thing. Not that I would let somebody in my home that I didn't know, but the idea that I'd only met them over the internet and I was going to let them or go stay at their house or let them stay at my house, you know, and it was just the first time I think it really dawned on me how close I think we all know that we are, but yet at the same point, we've not physically met each other and our spouses or friends or family probably wouldn't even understand that. No. And, but that's the thing why I love, especially the forum we met on is, um, it's almost like everyone kind of vets you anyway. So yeah. you really quickly can weed people out that you're like, nope, this person's not right. Absolutely. So yeah, it really Absolutely. does. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm happy that Facebook is actually doing something good for humanity, like bringing yes. good people together. So that's there great. are times that I sit back and I think, oh, I'm just going to get off all social. Like it's just too totally. much of a distraction, you know, because I mean, even when I go out for dinner, like with my husband, if he gets up and goes to the restroom, whatever, I'll be like, trolling on the phone for whatever. And I need to learn to just not do that, just to sit and be, and I don't do that very much. But then I think about situations like this and I think, oh, but I really love all the people that I know. You know, <laughs> yeah. I want to give yeah. them all up, you know? Yeah. yeah. But see, well, that's, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. You were going to say. No, no, no. What were you going to say? Um, That that t- same kind of enthusiasm that we have for like socializing with people on social or even on our phones, computers, like I think that that is sometimes is what's missing in our agencies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is a podcast about insurance that we don't bring that same enthusiasm um, that we have in other parts of our lives into the thing that 
like puts food on the table yeah. and people can come to and interact with us. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because I really feel like that holds a lot of us back. No, I totally agree. I think a lot of people are really scared of social media. And we always hear all the time that the key to social media is authenticity, right? It's that if we messed up, if, it, if we're doing really great, if we're struggling, if we're, but I think especially in a business sense, and I know that even on a, uh, community basis inside of some of the groups that are specifically about insurance. Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes I just don't feel as able to show some of my struggle as well as my successes. Cause I, you know, you, Oh, I don't want to brag, but then again, at the same point, Oh, I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that even on a, on a social level for my business, I have the same thing. Like I can go ahead and I can, but I don't want it to be fake and I don't want it to be, um, all yeah. roses and sunshine, right? But at the same point, I want it to be real and authentic. And mm -hmm. and it takes practice and it takes time to be able to figure out your own voice. And um, I've done a little bit of that. Um, but it's also the consistency. It's like, I just don't have, like I can go and I can create 15 videos in a day, pop them out, get them all done. I'm awesome. I love it. I'm good for 15 <laughs> weeks of one day, one post per week, right? Or whatever. Right. But then it's like, I don't do anything else the rest of the year. I'm just done. It's like, I don't yeah. know why it's this, it's this balance thing. I just can't seem yeah. to get down. Yeah. I, and that actually plagues a lot of um, agencies. Like, I mean, I'm only going to talk about California agencies because those are right. my colleagues. Those are the people I know. And this is not an unfamiliar story, which is again, why I love these groups, because you get to hear other perspectives from other states and other um the way people run their businesses, but it's, yeah. it's something very familiar where it, it is the consistency, but I mean, I think you can relate to this is sometimes we, we know we have to let that go and potentially hire somebody that can take care of that. But mind you, I I've actually, I talked to a friend recently. She runs, uh, she does life insurance and financial services. And she actually fired the company that was doing all of her social because she's like, there's errors. I told them that I want this. I said that oh, and they're yeah. not doing it. So even though they were pumping out good stuff, it wasn't, it wasn't in line with her principles and her values. Yeah. So she's like, it looks like I'm going to have to do it. And so what she, um, yeah. So she's taking it upon herself to really structure all her content and then like has an assistant that will help in like the actual execution of the posting okay. and scheduling and all that. So I am a big fan of that because I feel like you can control your own voice. Like and I don't know, I'm really a big fan of like, no one will get your personal branding the way that you do. Right. And nowadays, some people might be like, I'm an agency owner. What the hell are you talking about personal branding? I'm like, no, who you are in your community, like, it's so important. And if you want to kind of show that who you are on social, there's no better way than to just do it yourself. Right. And I'm not saying that social media managers are not good. I think you should at least have consultations with them, maybe hire them just to kind of get the ropes and then have an assistant or somebody that really knows how to maneuver through all like the automation aspect of it and go to town. Yeah. You know, like have I fun. Agree. And it's have almost like there's two different skill sets in there too. Mm -hmm. One is like the posting and the technology to be able to do what you need to do. And then the other one's more like the creative and the aesthetic and the interesting. And really what I would love, I mean, okay, if I'm going to throw out there what I want, right? <laughs> let's let, at the yes, let's put it out in the universe. 
That's it. We're speaking it into fruition, right? We're speaking it into reality. But I really want somebody who also makes suggestions and who holds me yeah. accountable because I want somebody who says, hey, you said you were going to do a Facebook Live this week or you said you were going to go live on Instagram and you haven't done it, right? Or somebody who says, okay, so we haven't done a topic like this in a while, right? Or somebody that brings it up, somebody that brings into the mix, not just somebody who regurgitates or who quote unquote does what I tell them to do, and not somebody that takes it away from me too. So that that way it's the same thing that 18 other insurance agencies in my area use, you know, because I mean, I know, and I understand the profitability for them is to redo or reuse what it is that their people create. And I get that. I guess for me though, I want to be able to have a once a week meeting with somebody about social media. And I want to be able to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Okay. This is what I need to do. This is what you're doing. Let's plan for like three weeks out, right? Let's be a little, let's be ahead, maybe a month out, whatever. But then what are we doing this week as well? So that way we have kind of that balance of future Mm -hmm. and current, but also to where we're planning ahead. Somebody else who gives me feedback about maybe uh this was a really great post do another one right yeah is for me to go back and look at all the analytics and to be able to create all the things and then to be able to do all the live posting and to be able to it's like oh my gosh I my <laughs> totally <laughs> And this is where I say like hiring or or aligning with somebody that's really good at that is where it's at versus some outsourcing your brand to somebody. Because like my husband and I also have a company that really just is so focused on making sure entrepreneurs like agents, we work with a lot of agency owners, financial service, like focus on like, you need to bring yourself into your business. Otherwise, what the hell are you doing? I don't care if you uh, are a a $500,000 in premium or, you know, $50 million. If you are not there, are you happy with it? Like, do you like how it's being communicated? And if you even have the slightest hesitancy and saying, yes, I'm very happy with it, then you're not, you're not like, you're not bringing your truth into it. And I know like this whole, like, the word truth, sometimes people are like, oh, what do you mean by truth? It's really, you know, if it makes you like so excited to get up and say, look what I have created, look what I'm doing, look how I'm helping people. Oh my God, I'm, I, I, you have to have that kind of energy with everything that you do. Yeah. Otherwise, exactly. like, why are you alive? But sometimes yeah. I think we put so much on ourselves that we yeah. just get so burnt out, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm a really big fan of delegation. But not like blind delegation, like delegation, like you still have to keep your finger on it. You know, that's why I'm saying maybe like a 30 minute meeting or whatever, like once a week to be able to kind of keep my finger on it. But I don't want to be in the middle of it. Right. Like I don't want to be the the number one person who does everything for all of our social media. I don't want to be the number one person who does everything for anything. I am. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so ADD and I'm so like all over the place for me to do one thing. And it's so funny because um, I mentioned this earlier. we're, We're in the process of hiring. We're utilizing the Acumax uh, program, which I may have, now that I'm thinking about it, may try to have the, my 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 girl who I'm working with, my lady I'm working with on the podcast. But one of the things we talked about is she looks at my personality profile and then she does a personality profile of or neuroscience profile of everybody else in the agency. And then she says, where does everybody kind of fit? And then she says, where do you need in the agency, right? And why? what type of leader are you and what do you need your team to meet you at the table with? Which I think is a great approach. So it's really funny though. She She's doing my thing. And my, you know, like, it's like all of them, right? Like they have these little dots, right? That move around yeah. on the screen, right? Based on your different technique, different personality traits. 
my patience is like, woo, off the charts love. <laughs> like yeah. I have no patience. And she's yeah. like, you need to hire people who are very patient because you're going to be everywhere. You're going to be transitioning from thoughts to processes to you're, you're mm-hmm. task driven. You want to pop things out. You need people who will come behind you when things get tough, when things get more difficult, when, you know, when they have more patience mm-hmm. to deal with the troubles and the trials and the tribulations. I'm like, yeah, that's what I need. Yeah. I need that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I can pop out everything all day long, but if it gets really tough and I've got like 10 tough, tough, tough things during the day, mm-hmm. I just want to pull my hair out. I just can't mm-hmm. do it. But knowing mm-hmm. that about myself also says part of this, right? Social media, whatever, is that I don't need to be in the middle of it because I don't mm-hmm. have the detail or the time or the desire to even be in the middle of that. But you can be the one that just creates. It's like, you know, being that visionary, you always need the allies that execute or the allies that put the fires out. Cause there's always going to be something that you're just like, Oh, somebody needs to fix that. Cause I just screwed up. Right. Right. And um, so I totally understand that, but I, I think what's the beauty of it is understanding that you know, you're like that. And that's already focusing on like what your truth is and what you're good at so that you can say, I can do all of this up to this point. After that, I just don't like, I'm not flourishing. Yeah. And that's already huge. I'm a a big fan of delegation too. Sometimes, I mean, I could be better. Sure. We can all be better, but there's just some things that I'm like, I don't want to let go of it. It's mine. Yeah. I think sometimes when something's new too, and we don't have it really figured out, we don't really want to delegate it because we I'm worried that something's going to go wonky with it that I'm not really going to understand somehow mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. I'm not going to know that it's wonky and it's going to be representing us. Yeah. So, you know, but if I'm in the middle of it, I did it all figured out by myself, then I can go delegate it. But again, then I'm in the middle of it for, and how, how long does it take for me to go figure that out? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, somebody else mm-hmm. could do it a whole lot faster than me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure that I'm, I'm a, I'm a work in progress. I mean, I'm just a hot mess. We talked about we that all are. we were even recording. I'm just a hot mess. <laughs> We all, I think that's the beauty of it too. I think we all are. And that's again, why I love that this group, because we can be super honest. And like, I've listened to other episodes that you've um, recorded with other um, agents. And it's just a level of honesty that is so refreshing because nobody has all the answers. And sometimes you just need to hear that one thing that you're like, yeah, I was so close. And now I know what I'm going to do. And I love that. And speaking of just all over the place, I think, um, that what is what has I used to be really all over the place and mind you I tell everyone I am an organized mess when you see my desk there's just stuff everywhere but I know exactly where everything is yeah and at too. the end of the day I clean my desk it's um, empty so I walk into a declutter desk and then oh, I clutter go. it up again yeah I don't do that so uh, that is something <laughs> that I'm going to take away from this conversation is to walk in with a decluttered desk even though as yes. I look at my desk that feels very overwhelming <laughs> I don't know, you know what? It, when I'm like putting things away I'm already like okay yeah I understand I, I gotta finish it. it it makes me feel good because it's like if you had a rough day it's so rewarding to have one thing that you can control and that's like my desk is clean mm. and I feel like productive and you know sometimes you just need those little wins to to feel yeah. good about yourself and you walk in the next morning you're like okay Let's do it all over again. And that, yeah. And that really came from like, um, just again, I don't know. I, I know that I've, I realize that if like, um, I can be all, all over the place, but if I want to actually have people under me or consult other people right. on how to like function, I needed to have something where I can like 
focus the energy and and we call it processes right everywhere yeah. in the world they call it processes and i think that's something you've been working on automation so my family's um agency like our agency we deal with a lot of um it's a mixture of non-standard and commercial and so there's a lot of touch points i can yeah. we can automate a lot but we were just talking about there's some age ranges some generations where they're like mm-mm yeah. You sent me something, I'm not going to open it. I'll be at your office at 5 p.m. Yeah. And you're like, we're really trying to get you to go online. Um, so, and they're just like, no. So I, I had to also figure out a way to say, okay, if I'm all over and my I get it from my dad because my dad's all over the place too. How do we function in a way where we can bring, um, delegate some things to automation and other things we're just going to have to do it in person because oh, our clients who really make us, you know, thrive and stay alive, they don't want to partake in my goal of full automation. I and, know. Um, so, and that's yeah. tough though. It's tough. But I think we also have to understand everything's a process. Mm -hmm. And we can sit back and we can say, okay, we're going virtual. We're doing the half and half work from home thing or whatever we want to do on that. Right. Yep. But I think what we also have to realize is not just a turn the switch and everybody else is going to be on board, right? Yep. I know that we we have the conversation all the time about training our clients, right? And being able to talk to them about what we expect from them, what they should expect from us. Where are we in that process? And I think that's such a big point of being even to delegate, like we were talking about earlier, if I want Veronica to be able to take over this task for me, I need Veronica to be able to do it the way that I would have done it. I need her to, to be trained correctly. But then I also need to maybe let my let my clients know, right? Oh, we have a great new person who's going to help you with claims or whatever, whatever I'm going to delegate to her, right? Or oh, our billing expert, right? I mean, I hate to use the word expert, but um, people say not to use that, even though you know, a lot of people do, but it's just the concept of, you know, she's our, our billing um, coordinator, right? That if you have a billing question, you talk to Veronica, whatever it might be. So, but I mean, it's also about communicating and training your clients to also respond in a certain way that matches what it is that you're looking for on your end. Absolutely. And that's really, um, I think a lot of agencies forget that. And that's such a great point um, that we are also in charge of our clients. I think we we let them tell us what to do too often. And we have to remember like, no, you came here. I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Um, and we forget that. I, I think especially when agents are very new, they're so afraid of losing a piece of business that they just kind of let clients run all over them. And that can yeah. really make you lose yourself and your yeah. process if you don't put your foot down in the beginning and say, this is how I want to function. That's yeah. such a great point. And I feel like um, it was just a really good reminder. And it's been, it's been, um, it's been fun, like automating a lot of our stuff, putting processes in place um, that were already loosely there. But as you said, it's like, it has to be concrete for somebody to like, our goal is always like, if I'm not there, if my dad's gone, my brother's gone, the office functions. And it's like, we don't yeah. actually even have to be there. We go there because we love it. It's fun. Um, there are some things where the owners, the principals have to be involved and, and, um, that's really the goal. Like I, I want that for so many people to just be able to say, I can step away and the office functions. Like mm -hmm. if your business does, can't function without you, your processes are still not solidified and your people sure. have not be, been given the freedom to function either. Yeah. 
And we also have to know that things are going to happen in life. They're just going to happen in life. I mean, whether or not it's a car accident or, you know, uh, somebody gets sick or just, I mean, just a basic illness, right? It could be our cars break down. It could be anything. It could be literally anything. Our parents, you know, anything with our parents. And when you do get a group of people together, you know that things are going to happen. So we have to have that level of duplicity and the concept of backups for the fact that everybody operates the same way. Because then if somebody gets sick or something and we need another team member to step into that place to help them for a few days while they're sick or, you know, whatever might happen, then the reality is they need to know what was expected during this process in order for them to know what to pick up on the moving forward to take care of the clients. And if they don't have that standardization of processes, then they're like, oh, well, um, I don't know. I think it's done. I don't, you know, I don't know. But unless we document it and we have a standardized procedure, it's very hard for people to sit back and say, oh yeah, I know the next step because there isn't technically a next step, right? Because it isn't (laughs) officially there. So how can we blame people for not following through when there wasn't a through to follow up with? Right. Oh my God. Exactly. You need to cut that out, put it on YouTube, put it on Twitter, put it everywhere. Like <laughs> they can't do something if you didn't tell them what to do. So right. that is on point. And, um, and that's actually, I, I, I want to bring up how, um, you very kindly invited me to talk to, um, the group, the women of IAOA. And we talked about processes in this specific instance, we talked about sales processes because, yes. um, one of the I've been obsessed with um, sales in the sense of like it's really such a beautiful relationship that you develop with people. Um, you're constantly selling yourself when you're meeting new people, when you're dating, when you're doing this. We don't think about it in that respect, but you are. You're putting your best self forward, right? You want to, and you have a process for how you do it. Yeah. And yet we forget to do that in our businesses. And I know so many um, incredible insurance agents um, that they just they're great at service and they'll get the deals and they'll close them. But a lot of times it was like pulling teeth or just, they, they're just, they just think like, I just fumbled around and I, I figured it out and I closed it. They have yeah. absolutely no um, training or process in terms of how they sell. Yeah. I always tell people like, if you want to, if you want to increase your premium, your revenue, your profitability, it's really easy. You just got to sell. And they're like, Oh, I didn't think about that. (laughs) Yeah, you literally just have to sell. But it's like, how do you do it? And um, so what we talked about in the conference, uh, sorry, in the in the group was really, um, I created this plan. And and if you're listening to this, and you're part of the women of IOA, you can actually go download it. It's there. Um, It's a PDF. Um, You can you can skip the first few pages if you want, go straight to like the Monday through Friday, it gives you a step by step thing of like, on Mondays, I'm gonna do this. On Tuesdays, I'm going to do that. An example. On Mondays, I love to call um, cancellations. I just focus. You don't have to do that, right? I'm just, Mondays are fun for me to say, your policy is canceled. We even threw in a script so you can have that conversation. And it can be for whether it's commercial. So funnily enough, I remember when I got uh, graduated from high school, one of my, I mean, I was already working at my dad's agency, but I had to, he's in San Diego. My mom's in LA. So I had to get another job on the week during the week. I don't remember. It was a long time. It was a long time ago. Guys. It, was a long time. it was a hot minute ago. <laughs> it was a hot minute ago. So I got a job at this place where um, my whole uh, duty there was just to call this huge pile of canceled general liability policies. 
And that is how I understood. That's how I learned to make my first couple of sales. I'll, they just dumped it and they're like, some of these are three years old. Let's just call them. I was like, okay. So the conversation was just like, hey, your policy is canceled. We really got to get you off this hot list. Like, what can we do? Where are you at? Blah, blah, blah. And then the conversation went from there. Yeah, sure. Their policy probably wasn't canceled with another agency, but it was canceled at my agency. And that's all that I care about my universe. So then the goal was to get them back onto the books. And I realized that that is what kind of carried me throughout my whole sales process was just like, not trying to beat my head over finding new leads, um, but focusing on the fact that I might have yeah. potential clients on my in my database that are canceled or that, um, you know, somehow you kind of always kind of get your hands on cancellations lists one way or another. And um, you have to activate it. And if you don't activate that cancellations list, I don't know what you're doing. Like your retention is not in place. Um, you're probably not packaging because if one cancels, you right away, you're like, oh my God, I don't want the other ones to cancel. So I think it's a, a matter of like focusing on certain things that agencies forget to do. And that's really the goal of mm -hmm. this um, guide that I put together is like understanding what clientele you have now and whether or not you have people in place that are focused on, do I have cancellations? Who's coming up for renewal? Um, am I packaging all my policies? Am I really bringing my value to each client after they become a client? Because usually like the proverbial filing cabinet, I sold it and put it in the cabinet. I'm going to shut yeah. it, moving out on to the Out of sight, out of mind, right? Even electronically, out of sight, out of mind. And that's yeah. what. So how do you fight against that? And and I know that you have these great, and I love this, that you have the, the cancellation Monday, you have the the renewal Tuesday, or, or I can't remember all the different. Yeah, it's that, the two, Tuesdays are for two... Tuesdays, the number two, like you need oh, to see. Oh, for bundling. Yeah, bundling. Minimum right. of two. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and yeah. I love that. Wednesdays are wealthy you, Wednesdays, so yeah. How do you fight against when people come back to you and say, I'm just too busy. I just can't call cancellations on a Monday because I'm just swamped with the work I'm doing. Well, first off, if it's the if it's a person that is... um. I guess it also depends on what you as the agency owner are giving the person. So if it's a 1099 sales person, I'm going to be like, okay, I can't really tell you what to do, but I can tell you that you have this huge opportunity to make more commissions. And I'm just out of curiosity, like, what are you doing if not making money? Like you're a 1099 salesperson, right? So I think you can have, um, they, it, the way that we function is they are their own company. So I say as a consultant, you know, I'm just wondering um, what kind of um, how are you looking to grow your business if you are ignoring something that brings mm -hmm. in money and brings in more opportunity? Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit NBS Brokerage dot com cast certified 
So that's one thing. And if it's a W-2, if it's an employee, you as an agency owner have to analyze it and say, am I doing that thing that, by the way, in SoCal, it's done all the time. You have this one person who's your salesperson, your service person, your underwriter, your claims person. It's one person doing all this work. No. You can't expect that person to then say, oh, let me call all the cancellations because they have to, they literally have to be such an amazing, super human, yeah. human strength person. And if you find that person, um, they're going to burn out like within six really months, fast. Yeah. really fast. So you really yeah. have to ask yourself as the agency owner, like, how do, how do I want to set up my people so that you don't um, hire too much because then you're right. Like we've talked about this before. You don't have enough to give them, but you have enough where you can have one person doing two things um, so that they can focus on the sales and then potentially on the underwriting or focus on the sales and potentially on the service. That's what's worked best in our agency and a lot of colleagues where they have a separation. Um, you don't have just one person doing everything because service is so dang time consuming depending on what kind of insurance you do also, because in non-standard and some preferred, there can be a lot of stuff that you have to follow up on. Yeah. And then commercial, when you're just like starting to sell a commercial policy, oh my God, the amount of follow-ups, especially if there's several partners involved, there's just so much work involved. So you really have to take the time to analyze, how do I want to set this up? And that's the hardest part for agency owners because they're so used to go, 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 go. Like, how can I possibly take a step back and say, I want to implement these processes. Do I have enough people for it? Who can I give things to? Who can I take things away? The way I see it is you need to allocate a time budget and say, I'm going to give myself this entire month. Maybe it's two weeks, whatever. You decide what's good for you. To, to analyze and really look at everything that functions in my agency without judgment. You're not already like our thing is like, oh, I need to fix that right away. I need to fix that right away. No, look at it and say for one month, all I'm doing is collecting information, collecting data. At the end of the month, I'm going to say we're all walking around like chickens with their heads cut off. So we need to figure something out. And that will give you the opportunity to then take that other month. You just have to be bold enough to say, these two months, I'm going to delegate most of the service and the selling that I as a principal am doing to work on my business instead of in my business. That's an old quote, but so many of us work in the business instead of on it. And if you well, ever and I wanna... think so many of us have such a guilt thing that sure. if we aren't in the business and working on the business, then we think in our minds we're not growing. But right. What we're doing is we're preparing for growth. Right. We're preparing and that's for what growth. People yeah, people have to get their mind around that, 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 yeah. that the preparing is just as important as the growth. It's if not more so, because yeah. if you don't have, if you have a bad foundation for a house, uh, one catastrophic event and it's going down. Yeah. And I mean, sure, we all have, ENO, but no, we don't want to use it. So no. like, just get your, get you. And, and what if, you know, your, your hiring practices are not right or a client gets super mad because somebody dropped the ball and you have no oversight over these things. And when I say time budget, I really mean like, like ask yourself, is one month enough? Is two months enough? If I'm going to hire somebody else and I, as a principal, am doing the training, how much time am I willing to invest in this person? What is my time budget for that? Because yeah. if you don't have the time to really invest in looking at your business and in, in training your people, 
you need to evaluate your own self and say, what is it that I am doing? How do I scale back? It's super scary, especially if you're making money to say, I need to pump my brakes. But the beauty of insurance is there's that comeback. There's that residual, you know, that's the whole point. If you've already built it in, you are in the beautiful, privileged, luxurious position to say, I can take one or two months to really focus and then bring are we allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> and we take it. this shit to the next yeah. level. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that is just like, we need to overcome that. And one of the things, and I kind of hate pigeonholing or like categorizing things, but sometimes, I mean, it is what it is. Women, we want to take care of everything. We and do. we're so used to just like, oh, I got, no, if it doesn't get done, like if I don't do it, it's not going to get done right. Yeah. We got to get past that. I don't believe in this whole, like, I'm superwoman thing because that just means that I have way too much stuff on my plate true and yeah I would rather just be like a whole person that also can function in their business and in their home than say I'm going to you know take everything on because I'm superwoman no it's just an overworked woman is what that is exactly and a woman who's gonna burn out really fast really fast is gonna be mentally unstable you know I mean because we just get so emotional and and, and, and mentally unstable. I mean, I do at least like, yeah. or, I mean, same conversation, different conversation, but like we're a little bit short staffed right now. And I have, I've mentioned that to you earlier and not on the podcast, but I mentioned it, we're a little bit short staffed. So I'm working a little bit more like longer. Mm-hmm. So my husband gets home like at five, five 30 and, um, and I work from home a lot. And so anyway, cracks me up. I feel like I've got to have dinner started. I've got to have, and it's this old deep South totally. thing that they have in my head. I don't know. It's an but, old deep woman thing you have in your head. I, like, I totally understand. And I'm like, in my mind, you know, and even at lunchtime, like I'll call him usually like around 11 or 12. I'm like, hey, how's your day going? He was good. What's for, what are you thinking about for dinner tonight? I'm like, dude, I'm not even like, that's not even in my space. I can't. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. and today I actually went off on him a little bit and I was like, dude, yeah. I, I, it is 11.30. I am not thinking about tonight at six o'clock. Right now I got things to do, blah, blah, blah. And so it was just kind of one of those things though. I had to stop and tell myself that I am feeling guilty and I'm also mm-hmm. feeling, um, I had to stop and really think about what, what am I, why am I so upset about this conversation? Like yeah. we have this conversation a million times, right? And when we look at our agency that way too, we've had, we, we have these conversations a million times. Maybe we've trained our team to not move forward in certain ways because we wanted to have our hands on a certain situation before it went to the next level. But then yeah. whenever they come back to us about this level, we're like, oh, time for that right now. you know? Yeah. And it's the same thing with my family that we don't need to feel guilty about certain things. Mm-hmm. But then again, at the same point, we need to also stop and listen to ourselves mm-hmm. and think, why is it that this bothers me as much as it does and yeah. is it me that needs to be called into check or is it something I need to be either okay with delegating or do I need to really look at the fact that maybe I don't need to be doing it at all? Right. And we need to really take that evaluation because we can have it all. We just can't have it all at the exact same moment. Exactly. And we really also need to get rid of all of this, um, all these old societal cultural things that we have to do everything. I have uh, some very dear friends that are just like, oh my God, whose mothers get on them because they're like, how are you not home? Like, why are you traveling so much? Why are you going to all these Mm -hmm. conferences? Why aren't you making dinner for your kids? And, and, and I said, you know, no disrespect to your mothers or to you, but don't you have a partner? Like, 
I mean, yeah, they I mean, work they too, but have them do it. Have them take care of the kids. Have them take them to the games. Have them take your daughter to ballet. And sometimes it's just like so shocking. And I've, I've, I'm guilty of it too. Literally, my husband has, uh, like when we first got married, he's just like, um, he's, he's European, so they're very different. <laughs> he literally said, I am not a child. You don't have to do everything for me. And I was like, I love it. I would have married him too. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> he's like, you're not my mom. You're mm -hmm. your own person. And I just realized how like drenched and I'm, I have, um, I'm, my family is Mexican. So I have like hardcore, like, this is what the woman does. Like, yeah. Like, societal things Serious societal you. yeah absolutely so I was like oh it's on great <laughs> like I'm like we are meeting eye to eye thank you I don't even know why I was just so like taken aback by it because I just couldn't believe how drenched I was in that mindset and to let go of it and I'm not saying that he had to give me the okay to let go of it it's more like realizing like a cold bucket of water in my face that I yeah. I believe that that I yeah. was the one that had to take care of the household and now yeah. and it is a very equal opportunity environment where I am. And that's how we've, um, I've been able to bring a lot of that into the agency. And what's really interesting is that we have so many female clients who are the breadwinners in the um, relationship. And I, and I just love seeing that. Then they're like, no, 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 no. I, you know, I, it's my landscaping company. It's my general contracting company. Right. I'm the one that owns it, you know, and, and they, they say it in your face. It only makes the agency. I don't know. I, to me, I'm just so proud that we have those kind of customers and they're like, um, we, it's, it's time to like shift the balances and everything without being disrespectful to each other. That's what is important also. Well, and I we think, and I think that's really what we need to model for the generations moving forward, right? Whether or not it's our team member, whether or not it's our clients, whether or not it's our children, you know, and even if it's just people that walk in our office, right. That, that I love the fact that, um, we all share the same, same goals. We all share the same roles, responsibilities, and all of that. And I love the fact that just we all bring different things to the agency. And that's one of the things I like about this Acumax thing is because we can see what everybody's bringing and how we hopefully will mesh and fill in those holes with the next person that we join into the agency. So that's what I really love about it. But we need to think of our families that way, too, as well as yeah. our team members and, you know, our businesses and even our clients, because honestly, if we have a client that's taken up too much time, too much space, doesn't pay their bill on time, are they really the type of client that we want? And yes, I am the type of person who sits back and says, oh my gosh, this person's canceling. Oh my goodness. I just, I have to be out of that conversation. I yeah. cannot be in the middle of it because I'm like, oh my gosh, we had such great conversations back in 1986. I don't know, whatever. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I love them. They are like my bestie. I don't even understand. We talk like every year at Redol. We do this. We do that. You know, but when people um, leave, I just take it so personally. But for them, it's usually a financial decision or mm -hmm. it's usually um, a decision based on other things. Maybe somebody else did the job better than we did. Maybe we haven't done as much as we should have. Or maybe... You know, it's their brother, uncle, cousin who went into exactly. Injury, I never think about, I never want that to be, you know, a newbie type situation, but sometimes it's not about us. Most of the time, it's yeah. not about us. People leave for whatever reason for themselves, but we have to, I call it love and light. We have to love and light them. We have to let them go. Maybe they'll be back. Maybe they won't. But then the key is we have to just be there for them. And I love the fact that you call on cancellations because then it brings the opportunity back for them to come back if they have a bad mm -hmm. experience. They still feel very warm and welcome. 
Um, but then also with that, it's also releasing the guilt, releasing yeah. the personal responsibility for every single thing that goes on in an agency. Exactly. You know, yeah. but I love that you guys have specific days for specific concepts mm -hmm. because it really takes the weight off of you for reminding people, nagging people for achieving certain goals. How did you find, so go back, we're going to, we're going to rewind a little bit. Tell us a little bit more about your Monday through Friday process yes. with this agency fitness program and what that looks like. Okay. So Mondays are cancellation, call my cancellation days, but even before that, and the, the guide will tell you, you guys, it's literally free. Just download it. I didn't do it because I'm trying to sell you on something. I just want people to like have a process. So Mondays, uh, anyway, before that, you have to have this mantra where you are going to review your list. You're going to quote your list, call your list and convert your list. What I mean by that is I hope you have some kind of system in place that you can pull this from. If you have spreadsheets, fine, but get your act together and get a management system or something, please. Um, and you're going to pull that cancellation list and you're going to review it. You're going to find out why did they cancel? How long ago did they cancel? And then once you have all of that, you're going to quote it. You don't want to call somebody without at least having an idea of where the market's at now. Yeah. Because maybe if they were your client three years ago and you're calling them, things have changed. Lucky yeah. for you, they have changed. They, they might be shopping. So yeah. again... I'm just going to say it like this. I haven't, um, I now stick to, since we're all, since I'm assuming we're all women here, I now stick to the same brand bra after having tried tons of bras. True. Okay? And you find what you like and you find what fits you. I agree with yeah. that. I do the same thing. And you know what? But I shopped around on my bras. I yeah. shopped hard and it was nothing against that brand. It was just like, what is my fit? And at that moment, could I afford that other bra or not? Right. So yeah. it's the same thing. It's like switch it out. Insurance, people shop around. So that's the thing is like, anytime you're going to call somebody, Please review what you're going to do. So Mondays, if it's cancellations, you could pull your cancellations list, find out why. Quote them. Take, let's say you're going to do 10, um, let's say you only have one person, just do 10 calls on Monday, 10 cancellation calls, but make sure you're armed, you're equipped, you're going in prepared for success, like ready to succeed. You're going to quote the list. And then you're going to call them. Yes, texting is good, all of that, but literally pick up the damn phone and yeah. reach out and touch someone. Call them leave a message and then hang up. And if it's not a home number, it's a, it's a cell, send a text, even though it's transcribed, send a text message. Yep. If you have email, send an email and then call them again in the afternoon. Once you do that, you get them on the phone. Your job is just to convert. They're going to be like, I have insurance. I've been paying there. It's on EFT, blah, blah, blah. Fine. But they're, they're canceled to your agency. So find out at that moment, oh, I see that. Okay, great. I'm so glad that you are not, um, you know, dry, riding dirty or like, you know, without insurance. That's fantastic. Um, I had this other price for you, but I'm sure since you're okay, you probably don't want to know what this other price is. So why don't I just call you next week? You better believe they're going to be like, well, how, what, what's this other price? Right? right. They do. Yeah, absolutely. They do. And most of the time, what you want to do is kind of find out how much they're paying right now before you throw out your price. But even so, it's an opportunity to say, um, well, listen, like I'm not comparing apples to apples here. So I kind of have to understand what you have going on. Send me, you know, the information and then let's see what we can do. Again, it's the opportunity. Even if you don't get them back on the books then and there, you've made the touch point. You're going to follow up on renewal because now, you know, they're open to shopping. Find out what the renewal date is and you have their deck page. 
So, I mean, it's laid out for you. Like people don't pay for leads. You have them in your agency. You know what I mean? So that is cancel. That's Mondays, Tuesdays. I call it Tuesdays. Number two again, because that is your goal to pull the list of all your like monoline, single non-packaged customers and start focusing on how you can package them. Maybe you don't have a carrier that does auto and home. Who cares? One does auto, the other one does home. Like it doesn't have to be with the same carrier. It just needs to be packaged in your agency. Maybe it's somebody that has a motorcycle. Sell them a renter's policy if they only live in an apartment and they rent or a house and they rent. You can find ways to package. It could also be maybe you offer additional services. In California, we have a lot of DMV, notary, tax, um, real estate, whatever. I mean, I know people that sell makeup in their agencies, right? It's like offer them another way to get them into your agency. Um, There are so many ways to figure out what it means to package a policy within your agency if you can't do it with your carrier. Wednesdays, I call Wealthy Wednesdays. That's when you want to build referral sources. I'm actually going to work on a guide, I think, on like how how to find how to how to talk to and how to cultivate referral sources. I think a lot of people have problems. No, I agree. I agree completely. That's yeah. really scary for a lot of people is finding and cultivating referral partners. Cause mm-hmm. I think asking people to do business with you for whatever reason is scary. Mm-hmm. Um well, we could go into that. It's like a whole nother podcast. Yeah. I wouldn't even oh, go good. <laughs> we already have the next episode. Yay. Wealthy Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Wealthy Wednesday. <laughs> Wealthy I don't know, Wednesday. Like, trying okay. by ADD. I'm trying to keep myself under control. So, <laughs> you know. But Thursdays, um so yeah, Wealthy Wednesdays. And how believe it or not, I am totally oh I almost blanked on my Thursday because I was thinking of changing the name of it, but it's Throwback Thursdays. And, um, you know, we hear on social what throwback is. It's like you go back to a time when. Well, it's the same thing with your business. You probably quoted a bazillion leads, bazillion people, and they're just sitting in your system. Quotes, non-closed, non-people on my books quotes that are just hanging out somewhere in the ether of your management system or your filing cabinet or on your desk. Or you probably right. put it in the desk drawer because you didn't want to see it anymore. Right. Guess what? That's on Thursdays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on Thursdays, throwback Thursdays. You're gonna pull that list of old quotes. You're gonna requote them. You're gonna call them again and you're gonna convert them. I guarantee if you pull 15, it's a numbers game. Pull 20, you're gonna at least get one or two that are gonna come back to you. That's one or two that you didn't have. That was yeah. zero before. Now That's you huge. Have two. Huge. Huge. What if it's like a monster? What if it was like they were a small janitorial janitorial service and now they have like 50 people working under them or a small like one person truck and now he has a fleet? Like you don't know. Yeah. So just like call them up and people are always shopping, especially in commercial. They're always shopping. So if you can get them and then you show them along the way that you're keeping in touch with them. And that's one thing uh, um, you're right. A lot of agencies are like, but how do I stay in touch in between? you know what, you have to suck it up and not be robotic about it. Yes, sometimes you're going to send them text messages. Yes, do direct mailing. You know what works a lot, like really well for me? I handwrite the envelope with the name. Mm Because when I get those envelopes, I'm like, ooh, am I being invited to something? Yes, that's exactly what you think. Ooh, somebody invited me to something, especially like in like the, in a card size, not like the long, not like a long envelope, right? Not like the business style envelope, especially like a card style Oh yeah, honey. I I love that. I'm excited. Yeah. And you know, and and it's just a little note that says, Hey, I was 
just thinking of you. It's a, uh, I hope that, you know, business is going great. I hope Jeff is doing fantastic, but it's just something that you remember them by like personally. And that makes it more difficult. It makes it hard for your friend to break up with you. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like think about those things and, and yeah, there's services out there that you can now hire. Um, I think Denise always uh, uses the teacher thing. I don't remember what it is. Yeah. So there's Fiverr. something, yeah, there's like hire a teacher or something yeah. that you can, you can hire, uh, I don't know if they're local or not, but uh, teachers to be able to do the handwriting type thing, like written letters for you or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. She does a lot of that. And I've looked into that once or twice. And, and it, I, I need to really think that through because I don't, I don't have bad handwriting. In fact, I actually have really good handwriting because my elementary, my, my undergrad degree is elementary education. We actually had classes on handwriting. Yeah. So mine's actually not that bad, but we do have some team members that I think it's a little bit hard to read or a little bit wonky, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So especially for our team members, I do think that would be, and, or the concept of like Christmas cards and blah, 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 blah. I don't have time to write out, you know, 3000 Christmas cards. Sure. I just can't do it. Right. Yeah. But if I could pay somebody to just hand envelope address those rather than doing like a mailing label, it's so much more personal. Yeah. But also think about it. Like I certainly don't send, um, cards personally to each and every client not because they don't deserve my attention it's just like yeah there are some accounts that deserve more of my attention because I'm like "Ah, I love you but I also want that fat check like let's be real like don't fake the funk it is what it is right so you better believe that I'm going to take an hour to fill out those things personally and I'm going to put my personal cell phone number on there you know it's just about like prioritizing and understanding like where does it make sense for me to do it or the person that has really nice writing, but I just type up the message. Where does it make sense for me to outsource it? So that's another part of like delegating, but also analyzing your business so you understand what what is needed. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, for time's sake, I don't want to keep on going, but Fridays, you guys, Fridays are follow-up days. Um, some people might be like, you should be following up every day. Yeah, you should. But guess what? Most people don't. So in order mm-hmm. to get your staff and yourself even into the habit Say Fridays are my follow-up days. On Fridays, I'm going to follow up on all the customers that I reached out on that said, hey, call me later or let me get back to you or blah, 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 blah. And that's when I'm going to do it. Fridays, I'm focused on that. And I also like to throw in fun Fridays, which means like um, I'm a big believer in like giving your staff a chance to bring what they're about into your agencies. Even if you are virtual, you can still do it. So like if somebody um, has kids and they have something to share with, like, you know, like, this is how I put my kid to sleep. It's like, I saw this TikTok thing where like these moms give their babies like cherry tart, like it's kind of like cranberry juice, but it's cherry juice. I don't know if it's real or not, but if anyone has tried it, it's like little things like that, where it's like life hacks that you can share with each other or like, Hey, um, I've been practicing these objections to like the most common sale, like sales, uh, sorry, responses to these sales objections that we have. And they've been really working. I want to share it with everyone else. Um, anything that really focuses on either, um, empowering and lifting up the agency or the individual within that, because we are humans after all. So we have to remember, Mm -hmm. like, if we're doing really well, like you better, but like there's studies out there that 
the happier the salesperson, the more productive and the more revenue you're going to see. Yes. So why wouldn't you, and I, I, the numbers escaping me, I want to say something like 37% more in what you, um, what you're doing now. Oh, nice. Your people are functioning yeah. because they're yeah. happy. Right. Um, so I, um, our agency is open on Saturdays. So like on Saturdays is really, um, that's when the staff really just like, there's, it's super laid back and you get the customers that like have been working so hard all week. So yeah. if they do come in, we always have something for them to like nosh on. If not, if it's all virtual, you know, it's more like conversational. Um, so Saturdays are really open to what, whatever is good for your agency. Ours is more like, let's have like a, like food. Um, right. And sometimes we get new clients cause they're like, what's that smell? So oh, I love that. You know, it really just depends. Again, our, one of our offices is foot traffic, like foot traffic heavy. The other one is not at all. So it just depends on whether or not it makes sense for your community yeah. um, to do it. Yeah. The other one is completely virtual. Um, so, right. and you can be a hybrid too. You can be totally like have one location that's just more touch point. And the other one is like, I just work from home or I work from a satellite office. Yeah. And that's really like, I, for the sake of, of not you know, being on here for three hours, like the PDF, the guide will walk you through all of this. It'll have a script in there for calling cancellations. That one is particularly for auto, but you can tweak it and use it for yeah. commercial, for home, right. whatever you want. Yeah. And, uh, and if you like, if you need guidance, you have questions or like you have an idea, like I never say this is the right way. This is just like an impulse. I want right. to hear people saying like, I got a better way of doing it. Or what about this? Like hit me up. Like I love to hear those things. So yeah, that's the, that's really processing. I that's love that. What lights but me I up. love that it, it keeps the activities maybe that fall through the cracks. Yeah. It gives them a specific time of the week that they are to do these things. Now, do you do any type of follow-up with them to make sure that they're doing these items? Yes, you have to. Um, that's one thing that you can use your systems for. Like if you are also involved in other things, because a lot of us agents, like maybe the insurance agency is not our only business. We also have other things that we do. So that's where systems come into play. So you can, you have to make sure that they're um, putting in notes, um, using their management systems, the CRMs, but you literally have to also have a conversation with them. Hey, how did, like, especially when you're starting, how did this first day go? Um, if you don't mind, I'm not monitoring you. I just want to shadow you. Or why don't you shadow me? I'm not a big believer in that for too long, but it's really more like understanding, could we have more technology to help us in this space? Or does it really have to be personal? Mm -hmm. Because I hate it when you just throw technology at something without the human having gone through it first. Yes. So, you know, I, I, I said this last time, like in the, um, in the Zoom that we did for the group, um, technology is there to make us bionic. Like it takes the human being and like adds a superpower, not the other way around. Like we're mm. not here so that we give technology more power. It needs to, it needs to empower us so we do yeah. our job better. And if we remember that, then we can say, okay, I want to follow up with my people, but I'm going to sit with them first and understand where the barriers are and then how will it be better for me to monitor? Do I need a, a remote viewer for the system? Like where I'm seeing their activity? Um, do I need to hire a manager that's just going to be focused on that? You know, you start getting other ideas of how um, you can follow up. But you, again, you as the agency owner have to play a role. You have to say, today, I'm, I'm not going to be the one that's answering the calls and doing all the sales because I want to be the one that's acting 
actually um, checking to see if my business is thriving, if the yeah. people in there are thriving. Yeah. And so important to get your head out of the business yeah, and watch your people and watch what's really going on and, yeah. and do the research rather than just being in, in that service mode all the time. Yeah. And you have to remember that if you, um, this might not apply for you if you're just a one man show starting out because you are hungry and you are trying to figure out, but I'm also a believer of like, don't start your shit until you have some reserves. Okay. Right. Like if you're going to start an agency, have some reserves. Cause this is the long game. So, um, but once you're in there, you are in the position to say, I'm going to review. Yep. Yep. I love it. Well, we have had so many good conversations today. I yeah. think we could really take almost like any of these little nuggets and like yeah. have a whole nother like hour about it, you know, kind of thing very, very easily. And I think this is information that so many people need to know. And if, if people are a part of an agency, they can take it to their owner. If they take it, if they are an agency owner, they can take it to their team. But if people want to dig down a little bit further into this process or get part of this information from you, how can they reach out to you so that way they can connect? Yeah, well, you can definitely, if you're on the group, um, you can find me there, Vera, my last name is E-G-L-I, or you can shoot me an email at letmeaskvera at gmail. Um, that is easy to remember. Let me ask Vera, and it's spelled V-I-R-A at gmail. Um, I'm also, you know, on IG, um, find, with spell out my first and last name and you'll find me there. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Vera, today for being on the podcast, for sharing. I love how you have made this amazing resource. And honestly, people, if you're listening, it's beautiful. Like she's done a great job on this. Thank it's you. not like she just put together some little PDF and just like put it together. I mean, it's it's colorful. It's beautiful. You did a very yeah, good Yeah, it is also aesthetically pleasing, which I love. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. It is. I love that. When I saw it, I was like, wow, how professional looking and how amazing. Thank I would have just you know, like slapped it into a Word doc and and done with it. <laughs> I love how you did that. I think it was wonderful. Thank so you. Check it out, everybody. And thank you so much, Vera, for joining us today. I really, really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. And uh, I look forward to listening to this and all the other awesome episodes that you put out. Well, thank you. Everybody, this is another episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. My name, of course, is Teresa Kitchens. Please feel free to look me up on uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm not as active on LinkedIn. I need to do more there. But also check out our podcast anywhere that normal podcasts are found between um, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, all of those. Leave us a review if you can. So that way we can go ahead and reach on out to more amazing insurance people, women throughout the insurance space. So everybody check us out next week when we have another amazing episode, another woman that we are going to be interviewing on Wednesday. We have a new episode every single week. Everybody have a really great week. Talk to you later.